0: Welcome to day 123 of Shaped by the Word. We're in our third season together, uh, and we're doing the story of the prophets. Uh, We're doing Isaiah, and uh, it's kind of a sad moment as we come near to the end of Isaiah. Uh, We'll do a reading from Isaiah today, and then tomorrow, and then we kind of have one left hanging for Monday, and then from there we'll go into uh, the book of Zephaniah. Mm -hmm. Isaiah spans the entire history of prophecy, the warnings of impending judgment, Isaiah uh, walks with Israel through the judgment, and of course he also comes on the other side offering them hope of restoration. It will be an immediate restoration as they come back to the land and rebuild the temple, but it's also a vision of what God will one day do to restore all of creation. And uh, interesting enough, we have a beautiful picture of that, you know, as we started off this week in, you know, Isaiah 61 and 62. Uh, but we were reminded of the, the current, you know, predicament of Israel as they find themselves in exile with, uh, you know, Jerusalem lying in ruins and also the fact that, that they continue to walk in sin and they continue to walk away from their God. So you see the themes you know of both you know god's judgment and salvation coming together even as we come to the end of the book you know which is a warning to god's people to never simply rest in uh you know uh, the rescue of god but to hold on to it and to realize that it calls you know for continuing walking with god and humbling ourselves before god so we're in isaiah 65. i'm paul here with cindy david and, and matt mm-hmm. you know as we continue our journey together and, and as always we, we pause before we and just simply launch into you know god's word it's not just something that we want to check boxes on or something that we want to uh, marvel in because of the beauty of the literature or the you know complexity of the story but we realize that in it uh, by god's spirit we have god's heart and through it god by his spirit works in us to transform our hearts and so we Always prepare ourselves to receive from God as we read this word. So Cindy, do you mind lifting us up before we pray? No, don't mind. Before we read, rather? Mm -hmm. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for your word. Thank you that you care so deeply for us, that you would provide just this word for us. Pray that you would be with us as we read it, that you would open our hearts to um, see all that you have in it for us. And Father, that you would, by your spirit, convict us of sin or encourage our hearts, Father, or just um, call us to a deeper faith and love in in you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Isaiah 65, I revealed myself to those who did not ask for me. I was found by those who did not seek me. To nation that did not call on my name. I said, here I am. Here I am. All day long I've held out my hands to an obstinate people who walk in ways not good, pursuing their own imaginations A people who continually provoke me to my very face, offering sacrifices in gardens and burning incense on altars of bricks, who sit among the graves and spend their nights keeping secret vigil, who eat the flesh of pigs and whose pots hold broth of impure meat, who say, keep away, don't come near me, for I am too scared for you sacred for you rather such people are smoke in my nostrils a fire that keeps burning all day see it stands written before me i will not keep silent but will pay back in full i'll pay it back into their lap both your sins and the sins of your ancestors says the lord because they burned sacrifices on the mountains and defied me on the hills i will measure into the laps a full payment for the former deeds this is what the lord says as when juice is still found in a cluster of grapes, and people say, don't destroy it, there's still a blessing in it, so will I do on behalf of my servants. I will not destroy them all. I'll bring forth descendants from Jacob and from Judah, uh, those who will possess my mountains. My chosen people will inherit them, and there uh, will my servants live. Sharon will become a pastor for, locks and for flocks, and the valley of Acor a resting place for herds, for my people who seek me. But as for you who forsake the Lord and forget my holy mountain, who spread a table for fortune and fill bowls of mixed wine for destiny, I will destine you for the sword and all of you will fall in slaughter. For I called, but you did not answer. I spoke and you did not listen. You did evil in my sight and chose what displeased me. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. My servants will eat, but you will go hungry. My servants will drink, but you will go thirsty. My servants will rejoice, uh, but you will be put to shame. My servants will sing out of the joy of their hearts, but you will cry out from anguish of heart and dwell in brokenness of spirit. You will leave your name for my chosen ones to use in their curses. The sovereign Lord will put you to death, but to his servants he will give another name. Whoever invokes a blessing in the land will do so by the one true God. Whoever takes an oath in the land will swear by the one true God. For the past troubles will be forgotten and hidden from my eyes. See, I will create a new heavens and a new earth. The former things will not be remembered, nor will they come to mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I will create. For I will create Jerusalem to be a delight and its people a joy. I'll rejoice over Jerusalem and take delight in my people. The sound of weeping and crying will be heard no more. Never again will there be in it an infant who lives but a few days or an old man who does not live out his years. The one who dies at a hundred will be thought of as a mere child, but one who fails to reach a hundred will be considered a curse. They will build houses and dwell in them. They will plant vineyards and eat their fruit. No longer will they build houses and others live in or plant and others eat. For the days of a tree, so will be the days of my people. My chosen ones will uh, long enjoy the work of their hands. They will not labor in vain, nor will they bear children doomed to misfortune. For they will be a people blessed by the Lord, they and their descendants with them. Before they call, I will answer. While they are still speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb will feed together, and a lion will eat straw like an, uh, the ox. And dust will be the serpent's food. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain. Says the Lord, and of course we've talked often about the you know, Lord's justice, and that's a beautiful mm-hmm. picture of the Lord's justice—no harm or destruction on all the holy mountain mm-hmm. uh, of, of the Lord. And again, you have uh, a movement—you know—from the strong judgment of the Lord and His unfaithfulness of his people to the restoration, you know that He'll bring, and what a—you know—glorious—you know—picture. You have restoration. If anyone dies at a hundred, they'll be thought of as a mere infant, (laughs) (laughs) while a young guy is doing. And you have these beautiful images of the restoration of fortunes, of you know, of nice food and nice homes and nice places and pleasant in the presence of the Lord. So you have a picture, you know, that's coming to take shape of the new heavens and, and the new earth. We've talked about this quite a bit, but even just seeing here, I mean. Think of Revelation, you know, as John's sitting down he's writing what he sees in the vision. You he can't help but recount, you know, these these passages that he's pretty much quoting verbatim. You know, when he gets to this, man, new heaven, new earth comes down. And, mm-hmm. you know, what he creates will be no more crying, no more weeping. The formal things will not be remembered. You know, I've just seeing these promises that God has made you know, with his people saying, this is what this is what will come in the restoration of all things. And then John seeing the restoration of all things and pointing us back to this saying, this is what's being accomplished. God is indeed uh, keeping his promises. There's no doubt we have a huge handicap when we uh, you know, try to read the book of Revelation apart from what John is doing. Uh, he is uh, taking uh, one Old Testament illusion after another and bringing them together. In uh, the you know, final vision of how God will, you know, cause all things, you know, to be restored, the new heaven, the new earth, the coming of the new Jerusalem, and the rejoicing in His people—you've seen all that in the last chapter of Isaiah. Uh, but John is so well versed in the Old Testament that, uh, you know. Almost everything he says is an allusion to an image that you know has already been, you know, given to us in a wonderful way. And you even kind of have, you know, that very last, you know, little reference, you know, while the ox will eat straw mm-hmm. and, and will, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, or, or the, uh, but the, the servant will eat dust. And, and, of course, you're taking the whole story. Uh, and there's the final conquering of the serpent who has mm-hmm. brought, you know, grief and harm into the world by, you know, seducing God's people from the goodness of of God, and ultimately is you know, ultimately is destroyed in that picture. So you go all the way back, you know, to the initial promise that uh, He will bruise your heel, but you will uh, crush His head. So we're saying, like the Bible is telling this one awesome story. Well, the Bible is a, is a wonderful tapestry of images that come together all. All in Christ, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it's kind of as you're flowing down a river, and you're getting you know toward a narrow point in the river where the uh, you know the, the waters get faster, and, and and the roar and the pace picks up. You know that 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 that's happening here. All these images are coming together. And here, you know, if you're living in the Old Testament, you're in exile. You're you're still hearing these images, and and you're sensing the beauty of them, mm-hmm. uh, but you do not really see the fullness of them until you see. You know the the life, death, resurrection, and imminent return of our Lord Jesus Christ. We we forgot exaltation, didn't we? Matt's favorite. Mm -hmm. I love as well. He's just kind of contrasting. You know, he talks about. You know, I called you didn't answer. I spoke you didn't Mm -hmm. listen, and therefore this is what the Sovereign Lord says in verse thirteen: "Know my servants will eat, but you'll go hungry. My servants will drink, but you'll go thirsty. My servants will rejoice, but you will put the shame." my servants will, will sing out of the joy of their hearts, but you will cry out of the anguish of your heart. And again, just seeing what what the servants of the Lord, how they live, how they, it's just, it's completely different. And, and it's all because of the grace that's been given to them that they're satisfied, um, that their hearts can rejoice as a part to life without Christ. But life apart from the Lord is is no life at all, as we see. And, and so just that contrast there is, it was really stood out to me. And, and again, you remember you have these two images of, of, of servant in you know in the book of Isaiah, and the one of the servant Israel who has, has been a failed servant, who has not been faithful, you know, to uh, carry out uh, the desires in the heart, you know, of, of the Lord, and then you have the faithful servant. Or the suffering servant who has taken the sins of the people on himself. And as a result, you have the restoration of the servant here in this final, you know, chapter. The one who has been unfaithful is restored by the one who is faithful so that they receive the blessings, mm-hmm. you know, of the Lord. And, and there's another picture that's going to be important to us. Another little piece can be important to us as we continue, you know, this year working, you know, through the prophets. And, and that's a whole idea of a, a remnant. Mm-hmm. You know, that there is a, a group whom God has chosen that's certainly not the whole of the nation, but the faithful within mm-hmm. the nation who are the true heart of, you know, what God has done. And, and they will be the ones who experience, you know, the blessing mm-hmm. of the Lord. And uh, you'll, you'll see that image, you know, through the rest of the prophets, but you'll also see that developed, you know, well in, uh, you know, Romans 9 through 11 uh, as well. But you, know, you have the two servants here. And the unfaithful servant is enjoying the blessings. It is brought by the faithful servant. I was even wondering if the cluster of grapes was a reference to the remnant, while there was still, you know, juice in the grapes. Yeah, no, no doubt. Mm-hmm. And there's still a little bit of life left. Yeah, and from that little bit of life, I will draw a blessing. Mm-hmm. So it is. A, yeah, it's beautiful. It is. Uh, the poet to revise has is is, mm-hmm. is very nice, in the images. And, of course, we've said if you were, you know, sitting in exile, you would you would see the wonder of these images, both the horror and the wonder, because he is vivid mm-hmm. in both directions. Yep. You know, he's vivid in hope, but he's also very vivid, you know, in, in judgment and impug- in, in, impending disaster that comes on, you know, God's people before, you know, because of their sin and impending mm-hmm. grace that comes on them because of the faithfulness of the servant uh but you know when you you look at these and and you see these images you know coming together and how how vivid they are it'd be hard to really you know put them together in a concrete you know in in a concrete way yeah uh and and they're indeed rich for us as well but Mm -hmm. uh, the very heart of it is is jesus heavenly father we thank you for uh scripture we thank you uh, for the things that we see and we you know Clearly understand, and they call us in a very simple way to obedience to you. And we also thank you for the things that we look upon that we realize are far too wonderful for us. And uh, we thank you for your grace and in, in bringing all of these things together in Christ. And we thank you for taking unfaithful servants and making them whole through the faithful servant mm-hmm. and restoring to them the grace that you intended them to experience in both creation and redemption. Mm-hmm. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen.